This is the Friday, February 3, 2023 installment of the market analysis segment for Market to Market. A cut in production plus changing forecasts in Argentina offered some opportunity for a rally. For the week, the nearby wheat contract added seven cents, while the March corn contract lost six cents. Pressure from outside markets, along with the surge in meal, weighed on the soy complex. The March soybean contract improved 23 cents, while the March meal contract jumped by $23 per ton. March cotton shrank by $1.59 per hundredweight. Over in the dairy parlor, March Class 3 milk futures fell 29 cents. The livestock market was higher again, with April cattle up 330. March feeders added 262, and the April lean hog contract gained three cents. In the currency markets, the U.S. dollar index added 101 ticks. March crude oil cut 624 per barrel. Comex gold fell 66.60 per ounce, and the Goldman Sachs commodity index finished almost 24 points lower at 586.50. Joining us now is market analyst Sean O'Leary. Welcome, Sean. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, let's start with the real easy one. Seven days in a row, Kansas City Wheat had a rally. Kind of like the Chiefs rallying late in the fourth quarter. The rally stopped, though, uh, on Thursday. Where's the next rally coming from? Or are we done? Uh, if, if we see things play out like the last four to five weeks, we're, we're kind of back in the middle of the range. <clears throat> I think we might be in an area where we find support but I, I'm not sure we have the fundamentals to really break out to the upside. And I think you've, you've seen all three of those contracts trade similarly. They're, uh, today, for example, uh, the Chicago contract looked like it might put it, it uh, had a 13 and a half uh, net change higher at one point, maybe a little bit greater than that. Half an hour later you look and it's up three cents. So uh, short-lived and, and range-bound. I think that will probably continue. And that's been, uh, we've seen a lot of volatility in just a short amount of time, but we also have other issues at bay and including a question that we received. Uh, this one came from Facebook. Uh, Brandon in Montana wants to know about wheat, Sean, and this specific, if the war in Ukraine has been priced in the market, how will a ramped up war this spring affect the wheat market? Uh, the, the war being priced in, if you look at the prices now, um, I'm not sure if that's the case because look what the market did in the spring of last year when we had to price the conflict in. Uh, we, we essentially gave back all of the gain. So it, it's almost as if there's very little, if any, war premium there. Um, I, I've seen some some news reports where the next six weeks are pretty pretty pivotal. I think there's a little bit of fear about what what Russia might do, like, you know, essentially throwing the whole kitchen sink at them, unfortunately. And that, that corridor has been uh, not talked about quite as much when they first set it up. And there's been a pretty pretty good flow of product, but it's, uh, it, it's coming from a, a lesser amount of production from them as well. Plus, we have the weather issue domestically here. Sure. Uh, drought continues. I had a conversation with a producer in Kansas this week, told me about a friend, southwest Kansas, hadn't had any water on any of his uh, 
wheat the last two years. We're still dealing with drought issues here right, too. Right, right. And that, uh, you know, parts of Kansas, Nebraska, up into Northwest Iowa, uh, but those areas are, uh, they're, they're stressed, but I think worldwide, I don't know that there's uh, a fundamental supply side issue right now. Okay. And I think you look at the price and that bears out. Let's go to corn for a minute. Uh, mm -hmm. This was a market, um, crude was weaker, which some, has become more tighter that. Then we have poor exports, and we had a good export report. What do you see as big factors right now in corn? Um, I've got a lot of uh, customers that want to know, you know, what should they be doing right now? Uh, corn, in a lot of respects, is kind of like the wheat markets, just a little bit, a little bit range-bound. Uh, the, the option premiums are pretty, pretty small due to, to lack of volatility. I think uh, we've got a stocks report next week, and then obviously the bigger uh, one further down the road is planning intentions in March. Uh, so if you've got to take some price protection, I think there's a number of different ways you can do that. If you're, if you're kind of undersold, there's some things you can do with covered short option premium. I've always been an advocate of that, uh, uh, both for hedgers and speculators. It's not a, a very big hedge, I'd call it kind of passive, but it's a hedge nonetheless, uh, and sometimes can be better than sitting on your hands doing nothing. We have a good question about old crop that we'll get to in Market Plus, but let's look at that December contract as, as we look out. We're in that, you mentioned planning intentions, We're, we don't know, there's so many unknowns in that one. However, when you still are, we're still not quite above six. Do we have enough legs to get back above six? I, I think so. Uh, I, I don't know that I'd be real aggressive right now, between now and, and the intentions report. Uh, I think there's a good chance at some point in our growing season, we're gonna have to factor in some weather premium. It's almost a given, any given year. So, you know, that's, uh, we're 20, 25, 30 cents away from that area. I've, I've told customers, uh, hedge and spec, if you're on the long or short side and you see profit of 25 or 30 cents, you might as well take it. And it's hard, hard to turn that away. It, I get well, you. it is, it you is. know, because your chances of looking at a dollar of profit a month later, pretty remote. Good point. Very good point. Uh, there's a story both in corn, but I want to have it focus more on the bean contract. Argentina, uh, the U.S. Foreign Service cut the outlook for the Argentina crop, kind of like, oh, where have you been? Sure. Uh, we finally catch up to it. How much is Argentina impacting U.S. soybean prices right now? I, I think that has probably been priced in pretty well over the past couple months. The, the last USDA report uh, um, was bullish. Uh, had some initial bullish reaction, but essentially gave it uh, gave most of it back over the next couple of weeks. So uh, that that story has been talked about for a long time. Uh, I think they can get some weather, beneficial weather, into the end of this month that could improve the bean crop. Probably not going to do much for their corn crop. Uh, so there is still a chance for some improvement. There's also a chance that if that precip later this month, uh, if they don't get it, there's gonna be further cuts, I think. I mentioned in the open about meal. That was a huge gain this week and influenced all of, of soybean. Does that rally have any more to it? Uh, 
I, if I were along and I had some money made in that, I'd probably be pretty cautious about it. Maybe take some protection for it. Yeah, okay. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. All right, I'm not sticking you out too much. I want to move to livestock. <laughs> we heard the report about this herd, uh, but we also had a weather story that, we, that impacted. It seemed to be that live cattle responded one day, the feeders responded to the weather a different day. Why did live cattle move the way they did this week? Well, I think that report and the weather is a big part of it. But if you look at the way the cattle have traded for months and months now, I think you could probably take away that report. You could probably lessen the weather impact and probably still see new contract highs. That's just the way that market has traded. Uh, the, the consumer hasn't backed away. Um, but honestly, I think the more that market trades higher, the less friendly I would be. Uh, cattle have been known historically to have uh, some big washouts on, on some, some bearish news. You, you, you just don't know where it's going to come from. Well, and that was, the, that was some of the discussion this week was April's making new contract highs, but all of a sudden there looks to be some bullish technical formations happening. Do you read the chart that way technically? Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you can't see new contract highs and wonder where to get short without having to admit I'm trying to pick a top, you know? <laughs> you, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say it still looks friendly. There, there's really no reason, in my opinion, technically, or from anything I see on the chart that says we're due for a $20 drop. What about in the feeder market? What do you see there? Uh, I think they're gonna trade hand in hand with the live cattle. Um, as far as price protection on either one of those, um, I, I go back to the option market. Uh, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of things you can do with uh, the short option premium, especially if you're a hedger. And at these prices, there is some, you know, um, pun intended, there's plenty of meat on the bone in, in the options. Uh, and, and there's volatility that goes with it. It's not only the notional value of the contract, but it's, it's the amount of volatility in both feeders and, and fats. Let's finish up with hogs in our final few seconds here. Mm -hmm. Pretty even on the week. Are we still just kind of watching China and hoping they're going to want something? Yeah. You know, they, I, I read something where production, uh, our own production from fourth quarter to first typically declines and this will be the second if it plays out that way only the second time in history where we have an increase from fourth quarter into first quarter uh, and that's that's pretty telling uh, I, I think China with uh, their own herd increasing has probably been a little bit less aggressive on imports and I so, have to be aggressive on ending your comments that's well what a better welcome than to say <laughs> We'll, we'll keep it up in plus in a minute. Thanks, Sean. Sounds good. Sean O'Leary, everybody. We're going to put a pause in this analysis and continue our discussion about these commodities in Market Plus. You can find that segment on our website of markettomarket.org. You know, winter days and nights can be filled with a little reflecting and learning. Head back to school with our Market to Market Classroom Project and the modules and several topics that we have from today's agriculture. Head to Market to Market Classroom. It's markettomarket.org slash classroom to get enrolled today. Next week, we look at a startup gaining momentum in preserving pollen. Thank you so much for watching and have a great week.